Welcome to the Authentic and Unapologetic Podcast. My name is Chloe Taylor, and I created this podcast to inspire you to live a life empowered and standing tall in your own authenticity. Because when you do this, you give everyone around you the courage and the strength to do the same. So get cozy and join me as I share my journey and guide you to living your best, most authentic life unapologetically. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, this is another podcast exclusive. We are just going to be sitting down and I'm just going to be chatting with you. And there's no video correspondence for this one. But today, I love talking about Saturn returns. I am obsessed. I come from a huge family. I'm the youngest of seven kids. I am the last in my family and my immediate family to go through a Saturn return, which my peak hasn't even happened yet. So I'll be really excited. I mean, I say excited now, but we'll see what happens. Um, I'll be excited to talk about this and catch up on this probably, I mean, I assume at the end of my full return and kind of see what happened and if I actually think my own advice was good for this. (laughs) But um, Saturn returns fascinate me. I've studied all of my siblings' charts. Uh, Love you, siblings. I don't think any of my siblings listen to my podcast, but if you do, on the off chance, um, I've studied all of your charts, (laughs) tea and shade. And uh, I've kind of seen how different kinds of people have different kinds of returns. I would say probably every single one of them, my siblings, it was pretty catastrophic. Like there was a lot that went on. (laughs) Um, And even in my parents who have both been through two Saturn returns now, uh, my parents are a little bit older and I've kind of seen what that has looked like. And my husband actually just went through his. He is a Capricorn, a Saturn in Capricorn. And today I also do want to mention, I need to throw this in here right in the beginning. I'm going to be working with tropical astrology, um, I don't even know if it's different in sidereal. I haven't gotten into studying Saturn with sidereal, so I don't know if it's even the same. But with tropical astrology, I am a tropical astrologer. So most of the stuff that I talk about is always about tropical astrology because I, I that's what I know. Um, sidereal is something that I'm still studying. I don't feel proficient enough to do a whole lot with that yet. So just know that today we're going to be focusing mainly on tropical astrology, which is what most people know, at least if you are in the Western part of the world. We're pretty much tropical astrology bitches. So um, with this Saturn return, I wanted to focus on talking about Saturn return prep. And based off of my own study of other people's charts, based off of the experiences my husband had, who I do cohabitate with, uh, based off of the experiences that I've even seen my friends go through, which obviously I'm not going to give like really personal details and stuff. That's just like not for me to tell. Uh, But based off of everything I've kind of seen and collected, it's, I feel like I have at least some credibility to talk about maybe some things that you could prep for or think about or start to really shift in your life if you are about to go through a Saturn return or if you are um, somebody that, you know, maybe it's a little bit farther away, but you just want to start thinking about it now. And please know that you have the potential to have three Saturn returns in your lifetime. Uh, The first one happens usually around the age 30, but it can be 
It's like between the ages of like 28 and 30, usually that's when it happens. Uh, then you have another one when you're closer to 60 and another one when you are closer to 90. So they're all not quite 30 years apart because timing is a little bit different depending on a lot of different things, but uh, it like changes ever so slightly. But basically that's kind of what you can expect. And basically what happens if you're unfamiliar with the Saturn return and this sounds like moon man talk and you're like, what the hell is that, Chloe? Basically, when you are born, <laughs> you have Saturn in a certain position because every planet and every constellation has a correspondence to you at the time and place of your birth. So, and the day as well. And in knowing that, the time, the place, and the day, in knowing that, it's how Saturn corresponds to you on that day. It takes roughly, now this is an estimate because again, based on time and such, it could fluctuate a little bit, but it takes about 30 years for Saturn to come back to the exact position that it was in the day that you were born at the time in the place for it to be exact with you again. And when this happens, I guess the most important thing we should start with when we're just kind of describing the Saturn return is we have to ask ourselves what Saturn, what Saturn stands for. Saturn, I have heard described a lot of ways. To me, I feel like if we're going to simplify it, this is going to sound mean, but allow me to like really explain, okay, before you like run screaming away from the podcast. But the best way I've heard it described in like simple terms is that Saturn is kind of like mean stern dad of the Zodiac. And that could sound very off-putting. I personally don't have an issue with Saturn. I don't think that Saturn is there to punish me. Nobody should feel that way. Um, Saturn is really there to teach you the lessons that you need to learn so that you can further progress in life. And the more you kind of surrender to those lessons and say, okay, let's go with it, the easier time you're going to have. And the more that you resist and resist and resist, the harder time you're going to have. So uh, basically it's this... I want to say the peak, uh, it, it, the peak of your Saturn return is shorter, but the full, the full return is somewhere around three years because it takes almost three years for Saturn to move from one sign to another. So right now, if you're listening to this, when this podcast is brand new, uh, right now, Saturn is in the sign of Aquarius. Now I want to say it is actually fully in Aquarius right now. Don't quote me on that. I would have to actually pull up a transit chart. Because we did have Saturn go um, retrograde for a little bit this year, and that kind of dialed it back into Capricorn for just a little bit. And I want to say with the direct, either it's about to happen or it already has, we have Saturn moving into the sign of Aquarius. And it kind of already happened earlier this year in March for a little bit. So people with Aquarius in Saturn or Saturn in Aquarius, rather people with that placement, which is going to be your 1991 to, I want to say like 93, 94, somewhere in there, uh, depending on, I'm not sure the month that it stopped, but somewhere in there, if you are one of those children, you most likely have Saturn in the sign of Aquarius in your natal charts, like your graduating class and Unless they're a 1990s baby, most likely, if you're like a 1991 baby, you are probably Saturn and Aquarius. If not, it will be Saturn and Capricorn and you would have hit it at the tail end. Uh, my husband is a Saturn and Capricorn. He is December 1990. So he and I have different Saturn placements. But uh, with this, basically, it is my personal opinion and professional opinion as an astrologer. You will feel the effects of that Saturn return through the entire transit. 
However, there is a peak where you are going to be more affected than not because it is reaching that point at which it was when you were born. It's closer to it degree wise. So there is kind of a peak where things kind of intensify. And what did we already discuss? What of what Saturn is in the charts? Saturn is that mean stern dad that says, I'm going to basically teach you really how to graduate into adulthood. <laughs> um, to me, the Saturn return really is like, it's actually time to grow up. It's time to move on from your 20s. It's time to actually become a full-fledged adult. And what I think is so fascinating about this, bridging psychology in a little bit, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, that your brain doesn't even finish developing until you're about 26 years old. So that to me really is the graduation into adulthood from a psychological perspective. But I feel like you still are learning during that period, 26 to about 30, you're kind of getting the reins on adulthood and like, oh, this is what it's like to be fully developed. And I feel like until you get to that point, 27, 28, 29, 30, you don't really realize how different your brain was, <laughs> or how different you think or behave or act prior to that. And I am that bitch. This is the total side story that we're going to jump into for a moment. I am that bitch that I don't really like to put age as the framework for how mature a person is. I think it's just wrong because there could be somebody that has lived such a crazier life than somebody else and has had to grow up so much faster than someone else. And because of that, you know, their experience maybe have really made them have to grow up just really quickly versus somebody who hasn't. And, but it doesn't make either person better. It doesn't make either person wiser. It doesn't mean that one is better, one is smarter, etc. It just means that they are different. And that's really kind of the ideology I like to live my life by is that age actually doesn't really matter. The only reason we're bringing age into this is because when we talk about age and the Saturn return, they kind of go hand in hand, unfortunately. So just know that from like my personal opinion as well, from a psychological standpoint, as a psychology student myself, right now. I don't necessarily agree 100% with like, oh, when you're this age blank, it's more of an experience thing. So just keep that in mind, please. Um, you know, I think this is why we have, um, people that are in their much later years in life that don't necessarily know how to understand the younger generation. It's not the age thing. It's the experience thing. We've just had different experiences and we're trying to, I mean, gosh, I hope in my lifetime we can open all the doors between every generation and we can all come to understand that we have something valuable to teach each other. That is like my ultimate dream for humanity is that we will learn how to have empathy for every single person and that we will all be able to connect and know that, okay, the five-year-old has just as much to teach me as the 80-year-old does and that we will stop making age this mark of maturity. So I don't know why I felt the need to put that in there. I guess that's just me expressing to you that I'm never going to say like, oh, well, you're too young and you don't get it because you haven't been through your return yet because that's not true. <laughs> um However, let's get back into Saturn return. That was like a little side side story there, just a little side tangent. Um, I always like to make it very known that my Gen Z babies, I love you. You're savage. Big old, I got big old emoji hearts for you. Um, as a millennial, I am, I feel like because, ugh, man, I guess we are going to have the generational discussion. I was like, all right, back to Saturn return, but nope, here we are. Um, as a millennial myself, 
and kind of going through that, like, I don't want to say baby boomer oppression, but kind of going, and I'm not saying every boomer is like that because they're not. There are plenty of people from that generation that are really loving and accepting and open to hearing more. But as somebody that has seen a lot of oppressive boomers kind of come down on the millennial generation and even some of the Gen X um, coming from a large family. I have seen every generation. (laughs) Um, I've kind of seen what that looks like. And so I myself would never want to oppress the generation under me and make you make anybody under me feel like I know more because I'm older because of this. So like I said, I guess we kind of had to talk about age for a moment. Um, I just want everybody to know that you're loved, you're accepted. I see you, I hear you. And I always want to make space for as many people as I can in my community, because ultimately I know what it feels like to feel like you have no tribe and no community. So, um, there we go. Anyways, let's get back to the Saturn return stuff. So with Saturn return, I really wanted to talk more on the prep end today on what to kind of do to prepare for this, because a lot of times the Saturn return can bring really catastrophic change. It's like the big tower moment. And if you don't know anything about the tower, the tower card in tarot is basically like the collapse and it can be very catastrophic, but it can also be one of the most beautiful times in your life. And I do believe that it's based off of your perception on what it's going to be and how you can kind of prepare for that ahead of time so that your experience, even if it's difficult, can be easier to navigate. So that's why I'm here is to kind of teach you about that, teach you about what I feel like some of knowing what I know based off of the people around me and what they have experienced. These are the things that I'm implementing into my life right now as I'm about to hit my peak, my peak Saturn return. I just got goosebumps while I'm talking about this. Um, My peak Saturn return happens in February. And I believe it's like an eight month period where it's like heightened. And the day that it peaks is on Valentine's day next year in 2021. So looking forward to that. (laughs) But um, in preparation, first and foremost, I actually learned this little tidbit today. I mean, I feel like I just didn't really know what to call it. A lot of times when I study astrology, um, I'm kind of all over the place and I will forget things. I will forget because I don't follow every rabbit hole all the way down. This is why I don't really teach a lot of astrology because I feel like some of the information I have is very surface level and some of it I have is so deep that like it would take so much more to explain it. And I don't think I'm that great. So I always try to do my best here, but this little tidbit, I kind of forgot about if I'm honest. And this one comes from, um, I want to say her name is Marin. She is on TikTok. She is on YouTube. She's a fantastic tropical astrologer. I have loved every video that I have seen from her, every one of her TikToks that I have seen. She just, and she's not scared to talk about like the political aspect of astrology. And I think that's really beautiful. Um, but if you haven't checked her out on TikTok or on YouTube, please do. I know it's Marin, but I can't remember. I'll put it in the show notes down below so you can find her. But she is, uh, she's a beautiful goddess, number one, and a Capricorn rising. We stand. Uh, beautiful goddess, does amazing work, love her. But I saw a recent TikTok of hers where she had mentioned the nodal opposition, basically around age 27. So this would be before your Saturn return. Around 
around age 27, you go through what is considered a nodal opposition where the nodes in your chart are flipped. And so we've talked about the North and South node before, I believe I will give you a little bit of a brief synopsis. So the North node in your chart is basically your North star. That's like where you're trying to go in life. Your South node is always the opposing, no matter whose chart you're looking at, they always are each other's complete opposite. And some people say like your past life karma is, has a lot to do with your South node. Some people also say that you gain that like early on in this life, it's kind of what's given to you. And you are trying to get to the other side to like the exact opposite sign. And you don't do it by running and screaming from your south node, you do it by finding a way to bridge the gap. So for an example, I have a, where is my north node? I have to think about that. <laughs> I need to like pull up my own chart. I know in sidereal, I have a, I want to say a Sagittarius north node, but I don't know if that's, again, I don't know enough about sidereal to tell you if it's the same or not for my, for me, or if that's even a thing that can happen because I'm very, very, very new to sidereal astrology. And I don't want to tell you wrong information, but with tropical, um, I want to say, I'll tell you all, I should have my chart up right now. Anyway, I don't know why I didn't think to pull that up before we started chatting. Why am I like this? Um, but with my charts, I am, I want to say, I, 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 you know what? I think it might be a North node in, in Capricorn in tropical for some reason. I'm pretty sure that that's it. And then in sidereal, it's in Sagittarius. Yeah. My North node is in Capricorn. So my South node's in cancer and in tropical astrology for me, as an example, um, <clears throat> in tropical astrology, basically I would say that like my South node, my past life karma, that kind of stuff, it's all based in family. It's all rooted in the sign of cancer and cancer rules, the hearth, the home, the family. And then the North node to me is all about like kind of becoming your own, becoming your own unit, your own independent person. And I would almost say it's like the shift between home and family and career and having to kind of meet that in the middle. And so for me, I mean, I definitely see without going too far into detail into my personal business, um, I definitely see how I probably do have a lot of familial past life karma or stuff from early on, a lot of trauma from childhood. I could even see for this for myself. Uh, I definitely have spent probably the last like gosh, since like 2017, which I would have been 26, almost 27, it kind of fits perfectly. Um, I spent this huge chunk of time kind of running away from my family. And that's the truth. Um, I would say that to their faces too. So I don't feel like I'm spilling a bunch of tea. I kind of spent a huge chunk of time kind of running away from my family and trying to understand myself. And now I'm in the process of coming back to the quote unquote fold and kind of trying to figure out now that I've gone on like this whole hero's journey as a person, uh, I'm trying to figure out where I fit in the family unit. And it's really, it's been a weird journey for me, but I definitely think that that probably had somewhat like something to do with it because basically when your node goes into opposition, it flips. So the 
north node would have been in cancer the south node would have been in capricorn and for me what that what that did because i've already been 27 i'm 29 right now what that did in my mind is i kind of had to go off in left field for a little bit like off into the distance in another direction to basically come back to like the clear path, if that makes sense. I kind of had to deviate for a little while. And I feel like age 27, this is something I don't hear enough astrologers talking about, but I feel like it's a really difficult time. Like age 27 is hard. I had a very hard 27th year and probably one of the hardest, excuse me, probably one of the hardest in my entire existence up to this point. Now, again, I haven't been through my Saturn return, so we'll get there. But year 27, like that was the year that I really struggled to let go of my career. I tried a bunch of different career paths that didn't really pan out, um, ran away from my family. So I felt like I had no, when I say ran away, I didn't like physically run away. I already live like several hundred miles away from my family because I prefer it that way. Um, but like, I just kind of stopped all communication for a while. And I think it was good for me because I went really internal and I really worked on my own self growth. I went to therapy. I did all these great things for myself. And I, like I said, I kind of went on this whole hero's journey. I read like a ton of self-help books. I got into spirituality really heavily. I kind of just went on my own journey and now, after that time has passed, uh, I'm kind of, like I said, coming back into the fold. I've recently started talking to my family a little bit more. Uh, and I've actually, like, we, like, virtually meet now on Discord at least one to two times a month. And it's been a really healing thing for me to have that source of tribe again that I just didn't really have. So I feel like... Nodal opposition happens first. And I would argue at this point that that nodal opposition is kind of helpful because it almost gives you like a taste of where things like it feels like you might be a little bit lost or unsure or things feel a little bit scary. You don't really know what you're doing. And I feel like in preparation for a Saturn return, it's almost like a little nugget of a gift that's like here, this happens first and that kind of preps you for what is going to come. So Anyways, let's talk about the things that you can do to kind of start to prepare for said Saturn return. So like I said, um, I don't know if my phone on do not disturb because people are texting me. <laughs> like I had said prior, in that like nodal opposition for myself, I really kind of started to do a lot of the things that I just feel like are helpful. And in doing more personal work, I put myself in therapy, I started doing more inner child work. And I started really learning more about myself and who I was when I was little so that I could heal those parts of me. And some of the things that have come out have been really hard, have been really scary and really hard. Um, definitely like relationships with parental figures have completely shifted for me as an adult. Um, where I used to be extremely, extremely close to one parent and really cast the other one aside. And now I've come to realize it's actually the opposite. And like, that was a really crazy thing that's happened through doing all of this personal work. Um, and I also think that was part of my nodal opposition as well, because cancer kind of acts like the mother of the Zodiac and Capricorn kind of acts like the father. So really interesting to see that happen too. <laughs> um, I think that kind of happened around that nodal opposition as well. And it hasn't gone back 
at this point. And I don't really want to get too heavily into that because some of that stuff is like really deeply personal and I'm just not ready to share that part of my journey, maybe someday, <laughs> probably in like written form, I could see myself including that information in a book, but it implicates people in my family. And that's never what I want to do. I don't set out to drag my family on the internet. Um, even though I do feel like some of those stories could really help a lot of other people, I just feel like I would need to do it in a way that felt good and correct for me, if that makes sense. Um, and in the middle of a podcast, I do not think is it not for me anyways. And then also, I think there's still a lot of personal work to be done in that area for me. So with personal work, inner child work, I think is going to be really important. I don't know a single adult's yet. I mean, I'm not saying they don't exist, but I do not know a single adult in my current life that would not benefit from inner child work. Every single one of them has experienced. And I want to make this very, very, very clear. Trauma, trauma doesn't mean that it is this one big catastrophic event. Now, sometimes it is, sometimes it is that level of trauma, but it, trauma isn't stuck to this one idea. Trauma is when you are in a situation or something has happened and you do not have the coping mechanisms to emotionally support yourself or to understand what is happening. So this is why I say like childhood trauma, because we don't really have that fully developed brain. And even when our parents or mentors are well-intentioned and maybe they're doing things to protect us or what they think is good, doing the best that they can with what they have and what they have been taught, it can sometimes leave trauma on that child. And I would say more often than not, it does because children don't know and we can't always make them understand. So I would say almost everyone could benefit from inner child work. Um, Something else that I think is really helpful in preparing for this Saturn return is really understanding your strengths and weaknesses. Everybody has strengths. Everybody has weaknesses. It doesn't matter who you are. You are not invincible. Capricorn, I'm looking at you. You pretend that you're okay, but you're not called out. I feel like Capricorn is the sign in the Zodiac. If you have a lot of major Capricorn energy, like please let people see you, feel you and hear you because that Saturn return is going to rock you. Um, if you don't start to feel into your feelings, I feel like Capricorn, you are the most guilty and no tea, no shade, just pink lemonade. Okay. I love my Capricorns, but it's okay. It's okay to let people see you. But diving into that inner child work, diving into your own emotions and understanding that your weaknesses don't make you weak, you know, especially if there's any kind of problems that you're having, like maybe you cycle through a lot of friendships. Maybe there is familial problems. Maybe there's financial problems. Maybe there is problems with jobs. Maybe you cycle through a lot of jobs. Maybe you cycle, like look at where you see repeating patterns in your life. Now this doesn't mean that your Saturn return is going to break through those and heal them for you. That's not really how it works, but more likely than not, anything that has been a consistent issue in your adult life in particular is something that will come back up during the Saturn return and you are being given the opportunity to change the pattern into a new one or into something that is more healthy for you. And sometimes when those patterns are exposed, when we weren't, when we get like slapped in the face with them, 
it's painful. It's scary. It's unsettling. Things that happen during that time of the Saturn return, basically, it's like the rug is just yanked out from under you. Like, you thought you had a grip on it. It's like, oh, bitch, you thought. Um you know, that rug kind of gets ripped out from under you and anything that you have been struggling with, even if it's just an internal battle, it tends to get very exposed to you. And it happens for a reason because it's the time to bubble that up to the surface so that it can be healed and cleared away. And Basically, I feel like with the Saturn return, you kind of have an opportunity here. You're given the opportunity to clear out to heal or you can drink the dumb bitch juice and you can keep going in that same cycle. Saturn just really exposes it to you, usually pretty harshly, um, especially if it's something that you've been needing to deal with. So um, like literally in my family, without saying any names and giving away like a ton of personal information, like I've had siblings go to jail during that time. I've had people lose relationships. I've had people in uh, my family lose relationships, lose jobs, lose businesses. Um, even with like my parents who have been through two Saturn returns, I don't really know necessarily what happened during the first one. Cause I was not born yet, but during the second one, my father lost a huge chunk of his business. That was like a big part of his income. And he has never really recovered from that. So I feel like there's really big things that need addressing happen. And like I said, this could be in anything, anything that has just needed to be addressed comes up. And usually it's the stuff that is repeating the most often that you have a problem with in my experience from what I've seen. It's the stuff that like you either worry about the most, have the most issue with, have the most problems with. It's like that either stops and now you have a whole new set of problems it's something along those lines. Um, like for my husband, I'll give you an example because I know he doesn't care that I share this. But for my husband, before going through his Saturn return, which he is a Saturn in Capricorn, before going through his Saturn return, he used to jump from job to job to job to job. And he is a Sagittarius sun <clears throat> in tropical, but he is a Capricorn rising as well. And I feel like he was just always really kind of fickle, especially with work ethic. Like he didn't necessarily have a lot. He, um, he just, it wasn't even that he wasn't good at his job. My husband is actually a really smart and like genuinely, I don't just say this because I'm his wife. Like, I'm, trust me, I'm that bitch that's in the corner. Like, you're not cool. I'm always like, I'm that, that wife that will put my husband in his place. Like we don't play like that. Um, I do not blow smoke up his ass, but um, he is genuinely like gifted, intelligent, like he is smarter than most people that I've probably ever met. He is just like highly intellectual. He could probably do almost anything that he wanted to, because he has this brain that is just able to pick up things so quickly, faster than I've ever, I think, seen anybody else. And it's great because every time I don't know something, I can just ask him and he usually knows like the most random shit. But, um, so it's not like he wasn't like capable of doing the job. It's just, I don't think he ever really felt like a responsible pull. He never felt like, I, I mean, honestly, I probably should bring him on the podcast. So at some time and have him talk to you about this experience because 
I say, like, I watched him in front of me go from being a boy into a man. And I don't mean that in the traditional, like, oh, baby boy, you play in. Like, I don't, I don't buy into that culture. You know, I don't, it's not, I don't put men and women in those boxes. But what I mean is like, my husband up leveled in every way he possibly could have during his Saturn return. Like, not only did he up level in his work ethic, in his like skills, he picked up new hobbies that were interesting to him. And I feel like he got really good at them. Um, don't tell him I said that he might get a big head, might get his ego boosted too far. Got to keep him in check. <laughs> um, but he also like, even in his like, um, appearance, like leveled up, like he, just started taking more care of himself and like he looks good like my husband was attractive before but like damn you could not convince me any other way like he is so <sighs> you ever you know how like sometimes and maybe this actually is because I'm his wife but like you know how people when they like up level everything in their life like they just become more attractive like I don't know if he actually became more attractive physically or if like his personality just up leveled and so I'm like damn you're just so hot um Anyways, like, I feel like on every level, my husband went through this huge glow up and it wasn't without the hardship though. It wasn't without like a time where we had been through so much financial crisis. We had struggled through being able to pay bills. We'd struggled to be able to eat. We'd struggled like so much had happened. And it was a lot of time because of the sporadic work ethic that he had. And it was like his Saturn return peaked and I watched him just get so serious about work. Like, it, I swear to you, it was like a light switch. Like, he went to bed one night, not really committed to anything. And then, like, the next morning, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get up, like, an hour before I have to be to work. And I'm going to do this and make sure I have breakfast and make sure I have lunch. I'm going to make sure that I take care of my personal hygiene this way. I'm going to, like, clean this up. Like, it just... I don't even know how to explain it. It was like, he just got like 800% more responsible. And I don't want to give this impression that my husband was like the most irresponsible person on the planet. I definitely think that he's somebody and he would not argue with me on this. Um, maybe rid by the seat of his pants a little bit in his twenties, which I think a lot of us do. I mean, he's still 20. He'll be 30 next month, but, <clears throat> or he's still 29. He'll be 30 next month. But I just, I watched him literally go like a night and day transition. And I feel like that's really what Saturn does. I think what ultimately happened is his job was kind of on the line. Like he, and he was tired of like losing jobs and having us not know what we were going to do. And, um, his job was on the line. He was kind of on like a last strike moment. And he was like, you know what, this is the time where it's going to be different. And I don't know if he said that to himself, but maybe that was the impression he gave himself. And then over this three year transit, he knew that he wanted to advance in his career. And Saturn basically came in and was like, Hey, Hey, I'm going to give you what you want in your career. And it's going to be better than you ever could have imagined. And it was, is currently because he's through his already, but I'm going to make you work for it. So my husband for like two years basically worked at this same job and just worked his way up in the company and struggled. Don't get me wrong. There wasn't without struggle. It wasn't without this not only emotional struggle sometimes, but even just the struggle of like wanting to advance 
But I feel like that's kind of what Saturn does. Saturn kind of holds you back a little bit, <laughs> but it's almost like the bow and arrow. You know, you have to pull back on the bow before you can shoot it forward. And I feel like that's really what Saturn did for him is like, it just kind of pulled and pulled and pulled and pulled and pulled. And then when it finally let go, he was like granted a promotion. He got employee of like the year from his department. He like all this cool stuff at work happened for him and everything he'd worked for. And even the position that he originally thought he wanted, he went out for something else and it turned out to be like a better position than what he had originally thought he had wanted. So that's kind of the other point I guess I want to make with a Saturn return is like, don't be scared of this. I feel like there is a lot of fear mongering in astrology where people are like, oh, your Saturn return's coming. It's going to be this dark, scary time. And like, yes, it has the potential to be that, but know that this is happening for a reason. It's happening because you need to grow up. And I don't say that, oh, that made me feel some kind of past trauma, to be honest. I hate it when people tell me to grow up. Oh my God. That shit makes me so mad. I don't even know how those words just came out of my mouth, but they did. Here we are. Hello. <laughs> but that's really why Saturn is here. It's here to glow you up and grow you up. And anything that you've kind of struggled with prior, now not everything. I'm not saying Saturn is going to come in and magically after like a three-year struggle, everything in your life is just going to be perfect. It doesn't work like that either. But the things that you really struggle with at least from what I have seen from others, they are either going to be removed or you're going to work through the things that are kind of stopping you from going farther. And so really it's a gift. It's a gift in kind of this extended period of time where yes, you're going to have to work hard. So if you're not ready to work, that's, I kind of feel like is another thing is if you're not ready to work, you're going to have a harder time. If you're not ready to surrender to whatever Saturn wants to bring to you, you're going to have a harder time. Now, there are also people that have extremely positive Saturn returns. Like it doesn't even mean that it's going to be the worst. I have a friend that had a baby when she went through hers and that was really what she had been wanting. Uh, that happens a lot, actually. Marriage, babies, big moves, um, like house moves. Um, yeah, I have a friend that bought a home and had a baby. Um... I also have had friends that have like launched businesses, seen them go nowhere and then seen them skyrocket. Um, Lizzo is a great example. Lizzo, the music artist, is a great example of a positive Saturn return. Look at her go. <laughs> you know, like went through all this stuff. Nobody really knew about her. And then like a song from way before she got popular pops off. And now look at how popular she is and how famous she is and everything that she does and has. Like... That to me is a clear symbol of a very positive Saturn return. So like those are the things that Saturn can bring to you is like a very big boost in career, personal growth, personal health. Um, like I said, big moves, family. It's kind of like getting your adult legs, you know, and and it's every like I feel like we kind of talk about like in modern day society, like your 20s are kind of wild. I feel like that transition into your 30s, that's the point where you kind of put that stuff down. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to be fun. It doesn't mean that you can't party. It doesn't mean that you're going to become this boring person. It just means that you're going to have a more up leveled, mature attitude about things. And for me, like I said, I haven't peaked yet, but I've definitely seen already where things in my life have changed. 
And I feel like that nodal opposition was a huge turning point for me in before. And even in my career back in like March when Saturn moved in, nothing really happened. Honestly, I feel like my career kind of started to make more sense in like May and June of this year and things have kind of just steadily increased. I'm, I don't really know, like being an astrologer, I feel like it's so easy for me to look at other people's charts and know exactly what I'm looking at. But I feel like whenever it comes to myself, I really prefer to have somebody else read me because I feel like I will only see what I want to see. It's kind of like with reading tarot. I'm excellent at reading tarot for other people, but when it comes to reading for myself, I feel like I will only see what I want to see. And it's, it's harder for me to do it for myself, but I guess what I can tell you about mine, because like I said, I would love to come back and do like an update on this in maybe like a year, um, season two, <laughs> and see kind of where we are. But for me, I have Saturn in the second house. Now, I know the second house is the house of Taurus. I am a Taurus sun, and in tropical, I'm a Gemini moon. Um, but usually for my big three, I do go by sidereal because I agree with them more. Like for my personal chart, I agree with my align alignments more in sidereal, but for this podcast, as I stated earlier, tropical, um, but I am a Taurus sun. And so I do feel like there might be some correlation there. Like when you look at a placement in your astrology, you do kind of have to see everywhere else that it falls in your chart. So like everywhere Taurus is in my chart, because I am Saturn in the second, I have to take those things into account. Uh, so I do have a Taurus sun. So I do feel that this will be a big, like, I guess these are my Saturn return predictions for myself. <laughs> this will be interesting to reflect on in like a year and I can be like, oh my God, all of that happened or like, oh my God, none of it happened. Um, so I do feel like my own personal like self-esteem and confidence might get a big transition, which will be great for me because I am definitely someone that is a recovering people pleaser. Um, I've kind of done a lot of work on myself um, growing up around a narcissist, like you kind of learn really how to be, I feel like that's why I am highly sensitive, not necessarily empathic, but I do feel like I am highly sensitive because I had to learn to adapt that way. And it makes me care more, um, about like the energies and the attitudes around me. So I do feel like during my Saturn return, there is potential that that might get a good shift. And I hope it does. I hope I do grow in that area of life. Not because I want to grow to be somebody who doesn't give a fuck because that's not what I want, but just to grow to a place where I can be more confident in myself. And that is typical also of a Saturn return. A lot of times you will gain more confidence. Um, so I hope that that is something that I'm able to kind of push through and having Saturn in the second, the second house is the house of personal finance. And if you know anything about me and my content, I'm always that bitch. That's like, don't be afraid to manifest money. Fuck people that say people that have money are evil. Like, let me break through your money limiting beliefs. You know, I don't subscribe to a lot of the mainstream ideas on money. And I feel like if you want to go out there and be a six-figure entrepreneur or a millionaire, don't let anybody stop you. And I do feel like in my life, I have definitely romanticized, <laughs> romanticized. And this, this is me like pouring the tea on my own life. Um, I've talked about this in like vlogs on my YouTube channel as well, but I've always kind of romanticized even from a really young age, like old money, like people that live in like aristocratic fucking New York or like, 
you know, families that just kind of have like legacies of money and that's something that they've never really had to worry about. I think because growing up there was just a lot of worry and concern and emphasis put on money that I've always kind of wanted to manifest a life where I don't have to worry about that. And so I feel like my Saturn return is going to go of like one of two ways. Either it's going to be the point where I'm going to like reach it or come really close to it. Or I'm going to learn the lesson that like money is not what actually garners freedom. And I'm going to have to learn like it's not the money you want, if that makes sense. I don't even know how to explain what I'm trying to say, but I feel like it is going to deal in personal finance. I feel like it's going to be a time to get my personal finance in order. Um, You know, that's something that I feel like I don't really have of my head wrapped around. I don't really have a strong savings account. I don't really have, I have nothing invested. I have like, there's so much for me to learn in the realm of personal finance. And I guess my biggest hope is like, I've already been in poverty in my adult life for most, for all of it. And I've talked about this very candidly. Um, I hope that my Saturn return does not bring poverty back to me because I'm going to be very real and honest with you. Um, I have been in poverty and sad and I have had money and been sad and I will take having money and being sad all day, every day, because at least I can perform like afford the professional help that I need if I don't feel good, you know? So I think that's kind of like my biggest fear around my return because it is in the house of personal finance. I'm afraid that my finances will go like super downhill, but ultimately I do feel like I'm going to come out of it with a stronger head on finances and that's what's going to be emphasized. So it might come with some struggle. It might come with some issues, but ultimately I think it's going to be interesting. Um, honestly, I hope in like a year and a half from now or whenever we update this and I tell you what happened and all the tales, um, I hope I'm able to talk to you about like the success of what I've done because that would be great. You know, I don't know anybody who doesn't want success for themselves and what they're doing and to do it in a way that this is like the thing I always say with finances is like, it's not about like being rich and having all this money, I always think about a, the freedom that that could bring. And also what me having money does for my family, anybody attached to me and also any communities that I can support. Because I think in, at least in America, in the modern age, we look at like millionaires, billionaires, and I don't necessarily want to be a billionaire. I mean, I would never say no, but I feel like if I was a billionaire, I would quickly not become a billionaire because I would give most of it away. Um, I just don't need all that personally. But I feel like for me, I always ask myself like, yeah, there are people that do a lot of really shitty things like that have money, but what could I do with it that is supportive? What kind of foundations could I start? What kind of um, communities could I help? How can I better support my family and get them help that they might need? How can I, you know what I mean? Like, honestly, it would give me the greatest pleasure to be able to like call up my dad and be like, dad, I want to literally settle all of your debts. I want to buy you a house and I want you to just fucking retire. (laughs) My dad is almost 70 and definitely should stop working. And I just like, wouldn't that just be crazy? I don't know. I'm saying, I don't know if my Saturn return is going to bring me all that, but 
I do feel like it's definitely going to highlight money for me. So, and I feel like money, even right now, as I'm talking about it, like my body language is like really uncomfortable. And that's something I would like to change. I would love to be a lot more comfortable discussing money because I think a lot of us are really uncomfortable talking about money. Um, and it's funny because the next couple podcasts, I think, don't quote me on this because sometimes it changes. Um, I'm planning to actually debunk some of your money beliefs that you gave me on Instagram. So it'll be really interesting. I'm planning to do it in a couple of parts. Um, but basically, I guess if I could sum this episode up, it's just do personal work. Work on yourself if you need to go to therapy and you know that you do. Please put yourself in therapy before your Saturn return um, if you are able to, obviously. Um, and also, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but release the outcome. If you're attached to an outcome, like even all those things I just told you about mine and what maybe like it could be a positive, it could, oh, sorry, I just punched you. Um, it could be really positive and it also could not like even telling you those things, I'm trying really hard not to hold on to the outcome so tightly because honestly, the more you can release the outcome of what your expectation is, the better things are going to work out because you're not attached to anything. So for me... I'm just going to hold on and say, Hey, let's go, baby. You know? And also with Saturn, I mentioned earlier, don't be afraid to like put in the work. Saturn will reward you if you put in the work. Um, like you will be gifted whatever it is that you have been after. I really do believe that. Um, if it's opportunity you're looking for, if it's fortune, if it's a family, if it's a home, whatever you set your mind to, if you actually get to work and show Saturn, like, Hey, I'm willing to work for this thing, it's going to happen. And a Saturn return is honestly a good time to set intention for that, even if you have to work at it for quite a while. So, um, but just releasing the outcome as well, like it's kind of with, like with manifestation, you know, they always say let go and it doesn't mean you let go of any and all concepts, but the more you can relinquish the control of needing things to happen a certain way the easier time you're going to have. Um, another thing to know about this though, is that feeling alone and isolated and fear and doubt about yourself in the future is so normal during a Saturn return. Oh my God. The amount of times that I have heard people say they feel stupid or dumb or that they feel alone or that nobody loves them. Um, the Saturn return is brutal sometimes in that area. You might feel a little bit crazy to be honest. Um, just know that it is normal and it's something that is not going to stick around forever. It's like you kind of get put in this bubble of like, you can't see a way out of what you're experiencing. And I promise you there is always a way out. Um, and it will come. You just have to have to let it come to you and stop trying to force it. It's kind of a lot like a spiritual awakening. <laughs> um, obviously, the Saturn return and a spiritual awakening are not the same thing. They are different. They operate differently. They highlight different parts of your life. But it's similar in the way that a lot of times during a spiritual awakening, you can't see the way forward. And I feel like in a Saturn return, you kind of have to wait for the steps to come to you. You can't force and forge the way pathward, the way pathward. Oh my gosh, what the pathway forward. Um, and know that you're being made stronger in the long run. Like that's the goal of the Saturn return is you are being made stronger. You are being made bulletproof. You are being up-leveled 
in a way that it's going to let you move in the world with a lot more self-esteem and a lot more confidence in who you are, how you express yourself. And it's going to make every part of your life so much more meaningful because of that, because the way you carry yourself affects how the universe reflects things back at you because we live on a plane of mirrors. Everything we feel internally is reflected back. So just keep that in mind. And also just like an interesting way to think about the Saturn return. It's like, what if somebody told you you were going to go through like three years of turmoil, but at the end of that three years, you were going to rise up like a God or a goddess. Like that's really to me what the Saturn return does is you go through this period that's difficult and the more that you resist it, the harder it is. But at the end of it, you're gifted, you're blessed and you're able to move forward in a new way if you allow it. And ultimately just be present with yourself, be present with yourself in the moment. This is why I said, if you already feel like you need therapy and you're not at your Saturn return yet, now is the time to start going. Now is the time. And like, obviously don't take my counsel for like, um, don't, don't take my advice instead of therapy. Like, you know, I'm not a trained professional. Do what you know is best for you. I'm just saying what I would do in my situation. I know I'm about to go through mine. I am in therapy. I am working on myself. I am reading the self-help books. I am taking care of myself. I am, um, the last point that I guess I forgot to write down here in my notes is like, if there's ever been a daily routine or some kind of routine that you've wanted to start working on during the Saturn return is the time to work on it. You want to get into exercise, do it now. You want to get into a healthier routine, do it now. Waking up early, whatever it is that you're trying to do, writing, crocheting, knitting, crafting, whatever kind of routine that you want to really excel at during a Saturn return is the time that you're going to basically get good. So don't be afraid because that is also just showing Saturn hey, I'm willing to work for it. Um, don't squander this time. I feel like it's easy to really get caught up in the emotional turmoil of this time potentially, but don't squander it. It's actually a time where you, to me, it is like the building of mastery. Like you are building yourself to a level of mastery that you've never seen before. So, and any of my beautiful people out there that have gone through your Saturn return, like maybe you're a Saturn in Capricorn or before, um, you know, if you are 30 plus, <laughs> you've already had one. So think about where your life was at that time. And if you want to come to my Instagram, send me a DM. Let me know what your Saturn return was like. I would love to hear about it. You know, if you've got any hot takes or advice, um, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm a little bit nervous for mine. I'm nervous because I feel like my life has actually been really good. Like ultimately, and I'll, like I said, when I eventually review this episode and talk about it, when it happens, I'm nervous because I've been through some really hard shit in my adult life, like really hard shit. Um, losing family members to drug addiction, losing family in like I've I feel like my 20s, I kind of went through a huge up level of spirituality. Like I could sit here and talk all day about how crazy I feel like my 20s were and how I'm scared because my life has actually just been so good that. I'm scared that that's going to change going into my Saturn return. So, um, like honestly, the last like four months of my life have been some of the best of my adult life. And I know that sounds crazy because we're in the middle of a pandemic and there's like a lot of crazy shit going on in the world, but based on like going to therapy, changing my daily routines and 
actually having a career that is extremely fulfilling to me based on where I was a year ago, oh my God, I would have bitten off my own left leg (laughs) to have what I have right now. So I don't know. I do feel like there's this nervous energy going into my return because I'm just scared that everything I've built is going to just fall out the window, you know? So um, I'll let you know (laughs) how it goes. And like I said, please DM me your Saturn return stories. If you have any, I would love to hear about them. Um, Thank you for listening to me ramble for an hour about the Saturn return. I hope you got something out of it. And if you're preparing for yours with me, if you're a Saturn and Aquarius, I see you, I feel you, I hear you. We should start a freaking support group for this ish because it's going to be interesting. It's going to get interesting. Um, I love you all so, so much. And I'll talk to you again next week. Bye. If you felt seen, heard, and understood by today's episode, please remember that this podcast is designed from a YouTube channel. Most, if not all of the episodes are actually audio from sit-down videos of mine on my YouTube channel that I have linked down below. Over there, you will find videos that range from tarot, these sit-down chats, and everything else that I believe will light you up from the inside out. This, my social media handles, and so much more are listed in the show notes below. Please never forget that when you stand up in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. I'll talk to you all next week. Mm